The Mighty Whites podcast is recorded at the Medicine Room Studios. For more information, visit medicineroomstudios.com. And welcome to episode, I think it's 73, I really should have checked and it was only a few days ago at Mike White's podcast, I'm Jack as always, KC. Hello. Uh, well this is a bit more cheerful. Yeah, fresh off the back of a relatively comfortable win. Yeah, my uh, negativity worked like a charm again. Yeah, keep it up. Yeah, never, never, never predicting a win ever again. But yeah, uh, solid, solid three-one win. Um, I, if I'm being honest, I don't think either team played well. No, it wasn't. It wasn't the the fluid football we've we've come to expect from Leeds. But uh, second half, especially, we were pretty much a constant threat going forward. Um, I, th- I think pretty much from from them scoring, I don't think they really created much else, did they? No, not they had plenty. They had enough good chances before their goal, but not after. But not after their goal, really. Um, I thought the opening twenty minutes was it was weird. Like I thought defensively, both teams were a bit all over the shop for twenty minutes. But then after that, we did improve, and we were definitely a better side. Yeah, it was pretty much as soon as as soon as we scored. Really, they they created a few decent chances. Obviously hitting the post and then uh, I think it was from that one Jack Harrison deciding to dribble across the penalty area and yeah. got dispossessed by Holtby who put it in and the goal was disallowed for some reason yeah as well as we'll go for it sort of chronologically obviously Leeds went ahead early I think it was 7th minute uh, they played the ball back to Lewis Travers in front of the back four Click goes in to dispossess him well weighted through the ball and a good finish from Bamford. Uh, I suppose the main thing out of that is was it a foul by Click? I didn't think so. I, I thought I think it. I think it'd have been a very soft one if it had been given. Um, you know, he's he's made the challenge and has he made contact with the ball? No. Does Travis swing a leg and completely miss it? Yes. Um. You could argue there was a push in there, but for me, it very much felt like he just got unbalanced. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that it's you know a ridiculous decision to not give it, but I do think it was foul. I'd have been going spare if it were the way around. Uh, but you know, sometimes you get one. Uh, it was a good finish from Bamford as well, really calmly taken. Yeah, it's quite nice, nice to see. Him. Yeah, nice to see him just very calmly stroking that one in. Thought it was a bit close to the keeper than, than when you watched it on second viewing. Um, keeper seemed to almost go over the top of it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, after that was when um, the match got very end-to-end. Uh, Leeds were going long with the passing way more than I'm used to seeing. Like, see, like it wasn't just like slightly longer. There was a lot of long balls over the top, and a lot of them weren't. Well, you could almost describe them as aimless. 
Yeah, at, at best you could maybe say we were trying to get in behind the fullbacks, but at the start anyway, Alioski and, and Harrison definitely weren't prepared for that sort of a game. Um, no, we, we looked kind of that 10, 15 minute spell after we'd taken the lead. We, we looked very disorganised at the back. Yeah, uh, and in that, they had a couple of really good chances. Uh, Sam Gallagher went clean through and missed an absolute sitter. They had all the time in the world, one-on-one with Keith and put it wide. Yeah, he just went through and I, I assumed he had scored going in from that angle. I don't know how he's missed. Yeah, you. I was just waiting for it to go in and then when it went wide, you were really... I mean, I, I couldn't believe it when he missed it, to be honest. Uh, and then it was not long after, it was Gallagher again putting inside, this time really good through ball. Uh, found Holtby and he smashes it against the post, at the near post. Which, again, was a pretty good chance. Not as good a chance as a... Not as good a chance as Gallagher's, but a pretty good chance. And then, yeah, immediately after that, as you mentioned earlier, I think it was literally as it came off the post, it came to Harrison, wasn't it? Yeah. I, and I'm he just... just I've no I, idea I still where can't figure out going. what was given. It's like, a very confusing I, 10 seconds. Yeah, because he just got the ball in his own box, sort of went to clear it, dummied it, and he did have time to take a touch, go inside and then play a ball. And he just jogs across the box with the ball. And was it straight to Paltby, who just put it in the bottom corner? Now, I never panicked because the whistle went really early. But I, I never saw a foul. No, I've really not a clue what it was given for. Very confusing. And I never, and we never really seemed to get an explanation either. No, like, it just, everyone went, oh, and there's a free kick. Like, everyone else reacted like... And there hasn't been loads made of it on Twitter or anything, so I'm go- we must have missed something. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you who didn't miss. We, uh, Calvin Phillips, that was a great free kick. Uh, absolutely fantastic free kick. As, as close to the top corner as you could get. And, you know, I think if... If if this were if that were in a Premier League game, people would be going absolutely nuts for it. Yeah, but um, first goal direct from a free kick since Pablo Hernandez on Boxing Day away at Burton. What was that? Which that was, year will that have been? Twenty seventeen. Yeah, it was twenty seventeen. And when we and when we scored that one, we were thinking that's the work of Gianni Vio. That is, that's yeah, what he brings to this. That was peak Vio. <laughs> um, I I have to be honest though when. When I saw uh, when I saw Phillips stepping up to take it, given his his corners, I wasn't that optimistic. No, well, the main reaction on Twitter was people going, "I've got to be honest, I wanted Barry Douglas to take that, and then he put it." In. <laughs> yeah, I think we all thought that that would when Barry Douglas was there. Like, no, no, he actually takes free kicks. I'm sure yeah. he could probably take a corner. Yeah, but it was a great strike. Uh, it was another one, a bit like the uh, Fulham game, where we haven't played well. But, I mean, we hadn't played badly either. I won't go as far as badly, but we haven't played well and we were 2-0 up at half-time. 
But uh, then it was Blackburn's turn to score an absolutely belting free kick. Uh, Adam Armstrong, who pretty much everyone, but especially Andy Watson, the Blackburn fan who I put a thing with on for it all together, he said the only player we've got that can hurt you is Adam Armstrong, and he did. Uh, it was a belting free kick. Uh, the one thing is, I think this kind of evened up our first goal because this was not a foul. Yeah, I'm still... Uh, I'm guessing it was the referee's given that he's nudged him in the back, that Calvin's nudged him in the back or something. But as the ball's kind of in the air, Phillips has is, is almost turned his back on it. And I don't know if he's... He said he's leaned into him or something. Yeah, Very... It- a very strange decision. Yeah, it, for me, it just was never a foul. But it was a belting free kick, to be fair. Like, it, it was one of them where, you know, when they're stuck perfectly, when they're outside the post until the last minute and then they just curl back in. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was there was nothing I expected Melier to do with that, really. Like, it's oh, a very no, well, it, bit, de- decent yeah, pace on it. Yeah, there's absolutely no chance, Melier. Um, but Leeds, luckily, it was only five minutes late as well. Last season, those were the moments where we seemed to panic. And I can't say that it always went against us because there's only 10 man Wigan where we've lost having gone 1 0 up, isn't there? Since the yeah. took over. So it's not like we were throwing games away and we've only drawn about four. But we got, just didn't seem as nervous. Very good yeah, we just did not seem as nervous. And then, so go down to the end. Uh, Jack Harrison cuts in from the right. I do like this Harrison on the right thing. I'm not as down on Costa as a lot of people, but there's no doubt that at the minute he's not in our best two wingers on form. No. It was very interesting, actually, because I was listening to the, the Radio Leeds coverage before the game. And it was quite interesting here, um, the, the three of them there, talking, talking about Costa and... I'm basically asking the question, you know, has he ever really troubled the man of the match award at all this season? And I think outside of a half of a game uh, against Preston, that they couldn't really pick out any any particular standout performances from, from Costa. Yeah. But yeah, Harrison cuts inside, uh, blocked, comes out to click on edge box, hits it early, which is the thing that ended up getting him the goal, I think. But, I mean, it hits it early, but it's a dreadful piece of goalkeeping from Christian Walton. I, uh, it's, I, it's terrible. I, absolutely loved, I loved his reaction afterwards as well, because he kind of rolls onto his knees, puts his hands up and, you know, like that kind of Christi- early Cristiano Ronaldo thing of just looking up at the sky and, and shouting. And it was almost as if he's, like, it's just... On you know, rolled back on his knees, just screaming no, and then just falls back. Yeah, he it, was, knew it, was, it was a fantastic it. reaction. Yeah, but uh, once once we got into that position, we were never really in any trouble after that. No, um, I'm just trying to think if we. I think unfortunately we probably didn't create too many more clear cut chances. I don't think. Which would have been nice to see because that was only fifty-three minutes in when we've gone three-one up. Mm. Um, you know, for, we had a lot of possession in that half, and I think in the second half, especially, you saw more of Barry Douglas getting forward. I think you saw more of more availing getting forward as well. 
Yeah. Um, I suppose the only other incident of note was uh, when Bamford went past Walton on edge at box and he brought him down. Because uh, a lot of people, I'm in the minority who actually thinks the yellow card was right. I think Bamford had knocked the ball too far to the right and I think the defender was going to beat him to it. And if the defender's getting there first, it by definition isn't a goal-scoring chance, so it becomes yellow. But it was one of them where I don't think they could have complained if it had been a red either. Like, it wasn't... I'm okay with a yellow card in that situation, but... I I mean, I'll I'll say now, I, I thought the contact on Bamford was very minimal. And I thought it looked very soft. But... Yeah, if the contact's been made, then yeah, I suppose probably I would have gone yellow card as well. Like you say, I think it's not as if Bamford's the quickest either. Um, so yeah, for the time for him to get around the keeper and back across again, I, th- I think there's a good chance of a defender's re- recovered. Yeah, but it, it was a uh, another a bit like the Fulham game, rare overperformance of XG. I've just looked it up. Uh, Blackburn 0.44 leads 1.18 and we've uh, converted 75% of our shots on target as well that's quite nice what did we did we only have four shots on target yeah four shots on target three goals Jesus that is very unlike us Uh, but no I mean it's a it is obviously a very good win any win now is but uh, I did I did want to mention that I thought Barry Douglas I thought he looked a little... He won't quite with pace at game for about 10 minutes, but after that, I thought he was really good. Yeah, and I think there was a couple of times early on when, when Blackburn had numbers forward. Uh, I know at one, one point he had the ball pretty close to the corner and there was absolutely no one showing for him and you just saw him just put it out of play just as a... and him just looking around for someone to pass to. Yeah. But... As as the game wore on, he 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 got into it more, and and like I said in the second half, he he started getting forward a lot more, and and started getting getting by Alioski and, and putting up a couple of balls into the box, mm. which which was nice to see because you could understand why he he would be low on confidence after the the run he's had here. Yeah, well, he hasn't been he hasn't been the same player that we saw at Wolves, but he also has been very stop start with injuries. Like yeah. when he has played, had a decent run of form, he's generally come out of team because of injuries anyway, which must help. It must hurt your confidence. But the thing that he seems to do with it, he does better than anyone else in that position is like his passes from the fullback area, like into into Bamford and into Roberts and people like that playing it forward and central. His passing seems a lot more incisive than the other options that we have in that position. Yeah, and I think it really helps. Yeah, and it's good, especially at this stage when when you kind of look at our subs bench for for the game since the restart. It's quite good to have someone that you can rely on with a bit of experience, and and hopefully if he, if if needed, he can he can keep this up for the rest of the season. Yeah, I still, even though we travelled and they said he wasn't far off, I don't expect Dallas to be fit on Thursday. Like it's a hamstring. I don't see anyone being. I don't see him turning it around that quickly. So I think, I think we probably see the exact same team. Um, do you, I wonder if you see Pablo? Maybe start. 
I think he'll still be on the bench. I, I think that he's. I, I think I I was surprised he came on at all with us already being free, with us because we were already three one up, weren't we? By that point, yeah. Uh, I'm surprised he came on at all, but maybe he thinks he's better to take him over for half an hour than not do anything. Yeah, I mean, I will say that I think there's something to be said about the impacts Hernandez has had from has had from the bench in these games. I mean, if you you compare him to some of the games he's had this season, and, and for me, Pablo is probably someone you don't need to start every game. Well, uh, we, in fairness, we've been saying that for a year and a half. It just turns out we were too early. Yeah. Because we didn't realise quite how good... Well, we knew how talented he was, but he seems to have got better and better for 18 months, which you don't expect from someone at his age. Yeah, I, th- I think there's certainly... There is certainly games where I think I think Pablo would be better served on the bench to bring him on, you know, and and that's something you probably have to look at from next season. But you know, again, he's he's come off the bench and, and all right, we've we've not created as many or that many clear cut chances afterwards. But again, he, he's uh, done well, just dropping a little bit deeper, getting on the ball and. And keeping it, and you know, again, changing the point of attacking and keeping us going forward. Uh, yeah. He did also have that free kick that was uh, that was parried away by Walton as well. Yeah, the um, the only other performance that I'd want to mention really is I thought Ben White was really good again. Yeah, this was. He this seemed was to intercept absolutely everything. He, he was fantastic. He st- he stepped up so well, so many times, and. He he was playing with uh, with so much more intensity when he was on the ball and you know looking to get forward quicker and you know at one point he was about twenty five yards out putting a cross in yeah and it was a good ball in as well that yeah, was that was the other thing he no did one attacked it. that was the other thing he did really well not only did he win the ball back a lot he really brought the ball out well yeah I kind of thought. Uh, you know, against Luton and I think against Fulham as well, it was it was very pedestrian kind of the the, the speed he was playing at. So it's quite nice to see him stepping up and and carrying you know carrying the ball over halfway to and actually taking players on as well. Yeah, but uh, that as always good win. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't get much any luck with the other results. I don't think. Uh, no, Hull tried to put up a bit of a fight, but. Yeah, it finished 4-2 to West Brom and Brentford beat Wigan 3-0. The curse of the bottom three ended. Did you, like Barnsley and Luton both got hammered. Yeah, it's all and over. Did, and didn't Fulham win in like the 95th minute or something? Uh, I think so. They were, were they drawing? Yeah, they were drawing really late on and got a 95th minute winner, I think. Yeah, that's a shame. Uh, so, five games to go. Uh, everyone has played 41 games. Leeds have 78 points. West Brom 77. Brentford 72. Fulham 70. And well, I'll be nice to them and say Foley 68, but I don't really think they need to be worried about as much. Nah, I don't, uh, yeah. I'd be very um, surprised if, if, if Forrest make some sort of run for automatic promotion now. Yeah, I mean, they're convinced that they might, but I just don't see it. Uh, tomorrow, as of recording, uh, Forest to play in Fulham at five o'clock, which is quite a big game, and then at six, Brentford v Charlton. 
Yeah, yeah. It'd be nice if Charlton could do us a favour. Yeah, and then Wednesday, five o'clock, West Brom Derby, because all Leeds fans are finding this really weird affection for Derby at the minute, because their, ne- <laughs> their next two games are West Brom and Brentford. Always, always had a soft spot in my heart for Derby. Yeah. Rooney. <laughs> you know, it t- takes me back to the uh, the glory days of uh, Dion Burton, Jim Smith as manager. You know, Mark Poom. Yeah, if, if, if ever they needed Paolo one shop, it's right now. Oh man. Um, but, and obviously it leads play Stoke on the Thursday at five o'clock. So again, we're playing last. But I mean, I'd prefer us not to be, but it doesn't really matter. I don't think when we're playing. You know, if they've both won, yeah, the pressure's on. But when we played, when we did play last against Cardiff. And the other teams had lost, which should make it great for us. Where, where, where Fulham had lost and West Brom had drew, and it was a real opportunity, and we got beat anyway. So I don't think that really matters. Yeah, and, and I think especially once you're down to five games left in the season and you're in this position, or Leeds know they have to win these games, and that's yeah. it. I mean, what, what is it? Will we need 10 points to be certain? Yeah. Uh, I've also just noticed that on Wednesday, Millwall v Middlesbrough is a three o'clock kickoff. Wow, that's weird. Yeah. Like, I know that no one can go to the game, so it doesn't really matter in the same way, but three o'clock on a Wednesday. <laughs> mate, mate, they are playing to my demographic right now. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is the unemployed. <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, I, I don't news-wise. I don't think we missed much. The only thing we missed is uh, Bobby Camworth signed a two-year, a new two-year deal. Yeah, that was that was the that was the bit of news that came out after the podcast, wasn't? It? I yeah. think it was the next day. But yeah, yeah, nothing major. I'm just uh, seeing if I can find the academy thing on Twitter because not that it matters this piece of news, but I'm sure I read some earlier. Uh, yeah. Apparently, Adrian Balboa has officially left the club. Ah, Adrian! Oh, that's such a shame. By the way, um, do you know how many followers Adrian Balboa has on Twitter? Oh, since you've said that, I'm assuming it's either surprisingly large or surprisingly small. So I'm going to go... 10,000. Oh, you're so close. It's 252. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes, it was the to, other way. To be way. fair, um, pretty sure the last things they did on Twitter was retweeting Hugo Diaz when the under-23s won the league. And That's then he did nice. a... Re- and can you remember when... Uh, Troy Deeney did well. It was when Troy Deeney did one of his interviews in December 2019. He retweeted that. So like, he's done two retweet. He's done nothing for six months, and he's done two things in the last eighteen he, months. He's eight, a right. He's a right lurker. Eight tweets total. Not one of them is an actual tweet. <laughs> what interesting there. Although there is him saying. Uh, Muchas gracias to someone on February the second as a reply. So there's a couple. Oh, lovely. <laughs> oh well, we'll uh, show we'll miss you. 
Yeah. Possibly. Oh, and I've just that it's very quick turnaround as well because of the offset fixtures because we play Thursday. Fulham then play again on the Friday against Cardiff. Yeah, it's a bit all over the place, isn't it? I don't, yeah. I'd almost say that Sky is taking the piss. Yeah, we've already mentioned that Derby are then playing Brentford on the Saturday and West Brom are away at Blackburn. So if yeah, Blackburn we... want to be a bit better that time. Oh, that's a big game on Saturday as well. Barnsley Wigan. Oh, yeah. real relegation dogfight. And then we've got Barnsley just after that. Yeah. But uh, as for us this weekend, obviously Stoke first. Not even this weekend. No, I'm also... (laughs) Now, you see, I'm not one of these people that, you know, isn't working due to the pandemic, but I am working from home. And that's almost the same in terms of not knowing what day it is. Yeah. Especially when you work, like I do, just five days from seven, and it's not weeks and weekends. I have never any clue what day it is at the minute. Uh, But Stoke, uh, I'm invaded... They came back since since lockdown. They drew 1-1 at Reading. Got beat 2-0 at home by Middlesbrough, but that was Warnock's first game, so he was always going to win that. Uh, they then got beat 3-0 by Wigan. And then out of nowhere, they beat Barnsley 4-0. Um, I mean, I get... <sighs> As we've said, we've said this a million times. Obviously, this is a game we should win. But even though Stoke, because I, I thought they were more clear than they are, but even though they're in 18th, they're only two points above Middlesbrough in 22nd. I just, I look, just looking through this squad. There's no way it should be that low. How, how have they managed this? It's actually impressive. I, didn't I pick them to go up at the start of this season? Uh, quite possibly. Um, as it, the, the one thing with them being two points clear in Middlesbrough is that's probably not the relevant gap. The relevant gap is five points to Barnsley in 23rd because when we can get this points deduction, it's going to send them to bottom of the league. Yeah. Uh, which we don't need to get into the Wigan thing. Safe to say they're fucking crooks that have taken over them, and it's it's a fucking shame. Um, but yeah, Stoke's team should not be anywhere near down there. I mean, just you've got James Chester and Danny Bartha, who are both good central defenders. Sam Vokes is a is a, a if nothing else is a solid Championship forward. Yeah, he's all right. Uh, have they finally started playing Tyrese Campbell? Uh, I don't know. Because Tyrese Campbell's that young striker. They played him against us a couple of times, and both times he was their best player. And then they kept just sending him on loan to like League One clubs and stuff. Uh, oh, yeah, and apparently he scored twice against Barnsley. <laughs> oh, there you go. I had no idea who scored those goals, but yeah. Uh, he played on the right wing. Like, their team... Against Barnsley. Jack Butland in goal. Who, before we got kidnapped by vampires, was a good goalkeeper. (laughs) Uh, Tommy Smith at right back. Danny Bath and James Chester at centre-backs. Bruno Martins Indy at left back. It's a fucking Holland international. I mean, not not now, but... 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much they'll have paid for him, but it would have been nothing. Watch him have been on a free. <laughs> if they got him on a free, his wages will be high, then. Mm. But, yeah. Because I know he was on loan first. Uh, £7 million. Pound. Oh, there you go. Uh, central midfield two, Jordan Cousins and Sam Klukas. You know, it's good. Tyrese Campbell, Nick Powell, James McLean behind Sam Vokes. Yeah. But that's a good team. And then they've brought, Lee, off the bench, they've brought on Lee Gregory, Mami Biram Juve and Tom Ince. Good team. Yeah. And then, like, unused subs, that Nathan Collins is the young lad that, in, he already an Irish international and he's rated really highly centre-back. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Ward, who was playing week in, week out, ahead of Charlie Taylor for Burnley last season. And uh, Ryan Shawcross, who must be back from injury if he's back on the bench. Which, good for him, because that was a horrific injury. Yeah. But there is no way that team should be down there. No. I've t- there's something seriously wrong at Stoke, because they've been like this for a while now. Mm. So yeah, there you would assume they're going to play four-two-three-one and make no changes after a performance like that. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be four-one-four-one. So I'm going to assume that we don't make any changes either. I I know that there is a chance. Obviously, if Costa's back, it wouldn't shock me if Bielsa brought him back in. If Dallas is fit, he probably he might well bring him back in. He could play in Anders, but I think he'll keep it the same. It would make sense to keep it the same. So, what do you reckon? I'm going to remain positive. And I'm going to say... I'm going to say we win this one 2-0. Uh, what, what did I say for the last game? Did I say we'd lose 1-0? I think so. Cool, 1-0 Stoke. <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, again, it's, it, it's... Them playing the way they are, we should be beating them. Yeah. And then, because I don't think that there is any chance that we'll get... There's no point in rushing one out on, like, Friday for a game on Sunday. Particularly when I'm working Friday, Saturday, and Sunday until about 15 minutes before kickoff. Yeah. Uh, so Swansea on Sunday, which Who? is an early kickoff. I think it's half one, isn't it? Uh, yeah, half one. It half is because it got moved to TV. Yeah, both of these are on Sky, <laughs> which does make it easier. Although that is one thing I did want to say. I am amazed. I've watched two games for LU TV, and it's worked absolutely perfect. Yeah, and not a single problem. Yeah, I did not think that that would happen. I did quite like though, because uh, Bryn Law did point out at one point that they were actually playing crowd noises in the stadium. To which I was watching the game with my mum, and I, I, I did say to, her, I think they're playing realistic crowd noises at Ewood Park as if no one is at is there like usual. Yeah. Um, if they were going to try and make it realistic, you'd have just played the Leeds fans anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Swansea again. Swansea playing- still have a have a chance of the playoffs. Especially if they win their midweek game, which isn't one I looked at. But they're only four points off Cardiff. 
Swansea in eighth. Yeah, let's have a look. So they uh, they've got Birmingham on Wednesday. Mm. Um, so you th- again, that's a winnable game for them. But again, like Blackburn, you've got to think they're going to go for it at this point. There, so it should be a, a, an open game again. Yeah, because a, p- a point is not enough for them. If they no. want any chance, they've got. I mean, I suppose if they beat Birmingham and Cardiff. And Derby both drop points, then maybe they could think that a point a point wouldn't be a bad result for them. But if they want to get in playoffs, really, they have to go out and try and win. Yeah, especially when you've they've got a couple of teams, like you say, above them. Yeah, Derby are above them. Cardiff in sixth, and Millwall are just a point behind as well. Uh, so yeah, they they need the win really and. So hopefully we can exploit that really again. That's what I'm hoping for. Again, de- again, decent squad. Yeah. And the one thing is these trips that, and I know that at the level we're talking, but at this level it's it's small margins. We looked a bit lethargic when we had to travel a long way for away games now because it's hard running and mm. Swansea is a trek. I know that they'll be able to go the day before and stay over. They'll be at source something at this point because it's a bit easier. But yeah, um, have they yeah. all? Have they always been playing that formation? Because I've uh, I've just looked and they played three at the back last time. But I don't know if they did that just to counteract Sheffield because Sheffield Wednesday have been doing that as well. Mm. Uh, since. The restart. Swansea won three 0 at Middlesbrough, but that was Jonathan Woodgate's Middlesbrough, so it doesn't really count. Because about that was the team that every Middlesbrough fan was describing as the worst team they've ever seen. With with the good players on the bench. Yeah. Uh, they then got beat one 0 at home by Luton. They drew oh, one all okay. at one all at Millwall, but then they beat Sheffield Wednesday two one last time out. So uh, inconsistent then. Yeah. I'm just looking through the squad. Andre, uh, how are you? Right, so Swansea played four-two-three-one in the three games before the Sheffield Wednesday game. So I think they only went three at the back because Sheffield Wednesday did. Yeah. So probably back to four-two-three-one, but we'd have to see what they did in midweek. Unfortunately, we're not gonna. Yeah, I mean. Uh, Rian Bruce has got another few goals, uh, another couple of goals since their restart. Ayu mm. is a good player. Yeah. Matt Grimes is apparently a good player. But I he's still be- don't believe it. He's become all right. And he did finally come out and admit that he didn't realise how big Leeds were and he sort of finally took responsibility. They've got uh, Conor Gallagher on loan from Chelsea who'll be playing either centre mid or number 10. You know him that was on loan at Charlton first half at season and looked brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. He looks uh you can tell that Steve Cooper has a relate best manager has a relationship with Chelsea because Gallagher left and went there. They've got that Mark Guerheaver centre back as well from Chelsea I, was really I believe it's, I believe it's Gurhi. Is it Gurhi? Yes. I've only ever seen it written down. I don't think I've ever actually heard a commentator say it. I think I, I think I saw one of their well, games not at the since, weekend. Not since will it have been the under seventeen World Cup. Yeah. Because he played in that but I don't remember what the commentator said in that. No. Uh, 
that Jay Fulton in centre mid is meant to be all right. But it looks like as they've played wing backs in the last game, but they like Connor Roberts played right wing back and he's more of a right back. But Routledge played left wing back and obviously he's more of a winger. But what I do like about the formation that they played, like they went a bit Bielsa, they only actually played one centre back by the looks of it. Because the outside centre backs were Jake Bidwell and Kyle Norton. And gone with a full back and a, and a centre mid. Yeah, full, uh, full backs and only only Gurhi is an actual centre back. Yeah. Uh, although they did bring like Van der Horn on at one point, so they probably showed it up. Because he's a, he's a good he's a solid centre back at this level. Yeah. Uh, they have got a lot of pace with wingers if they want to, because obviously Roberts is quick, Routledge is quick, Ayu can play wide and he's quick. Uh, they had Nathan Dyer on bench and he's quick. Uh, with Routledge and Dyer, are they still quick? Uh, they're still pretty quick, yeah. They're not as oh. quick as they used to be, but they're still pretty quick. I was going to say because Wayne Routledge especially must yeah. be they're knocking ch- on a bit. They're championship quick now. Mm. It's like, can you remember? Oh, uh, well, I know that you weren't at the game because you couldn't get back because they moved the kickoff, so you couldn't get there. But it's like when Leeds played Arsenal in FA Cup when we drew one all at their place, and Gradle had been just running past people like they weren't there in the league, and then he went up against the Premier League fullback, and all of a sudden he was as quick. Yeah. And I think that's what had happened with these. If they went back into Premier League, they wouldn't be quick anymore. Uh, they didn't play him, but he does always play well against us, and he was on bench last time out. They've got that burst Ant Selena. Yeah. He was like a number 10, and he, he looks a really good player, and he always plays well against us. Yeah, it's, it's a decent squad. Yeah, at least with these, they're actually in a position that they probably should be in. Yeah, and uh, they do play, and they play some decent football. Yeah, um, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay confident. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say a one nil win, one nil loss. Yeah. <laughs> I have to. I, I don't know why I'm predicting a clean sheet, but there you go. Well, it's obviously it's two massive games, and really we need to win them both. Because I just can't see Brentford not winning both of theirs. No. Um, just because they're, they're just playing that well. I mean, looking at looking at Brentford's running now, it's Charlton, Derby, Preston, Stoke, and Barnsley. And the the way they're playing, and, and I really hope they do draw a game or something, but. If they won all five of those, it wouldn't shock you. No. I mean, if they were to do that... It'd be a hell of a run of form if they ended up doing that. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that... I'm just trying to check, because I think that they've... I mean, they've definitely won everything since the restart. They've not even conceded a goal yet. Their last game before the break was a 5 0 win over Chef Wednesday. That's five in a row. It was, and then it was a two-all draw with Cardiff before that. Yeah, but so five, yeah, so they have won the last five. So it would involve them winning ten in a row. But I really could see it where they're playing. Yeah, you do have to think though that statistically that is unlikely. You, 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 you know, I don't rely on statistics, Jack. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, I'm just... They're, they are in fantastic form at the moment. Um, like you said, they've gone uh, since the restart. They've not conceded a single goal yet. Um, what have they scored? Five. So they've scored nine in four games as well. Yeah. So you'd, I, I would say that like obviously Leeds do need to win both these games, but four is an absolute minimum. Yeah. Just, I'm just waiting for Charlton to do us a favour tomorrow now and the world to be a good place. Yeah. Very surprisingly. Yeah, uh, I'm just trying Is Has there been anything news-wise that we've missed? Uh, we, we mentioned that Augustine had gone last time, didn't we? Uh, there was uh, that story that Leeds had some clear the air talks through the squad after the draw against... Um, Against Luton, apparently there were there was a bit of discontentment in the camp after they were all a bit at each other's throats and stuff, and then they've they had to sort of realise between themselves that hang on we are still in really really in a really good position. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I and I do remember at the end of that at the end of the article, Phil here wrote. I'll find the line here, I can get it up. Uh, and this is at the end of a week in which another championship player in the promotion hunt sent this writer a direct message on Twitter how Le- asking how Leeds were coping after the draw with Luton. Uh, so, Pontus, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry, I've just... I've got very distracted all of a sudden. Just I was looking... At the LEFC hashtag, just to see if there was any news come up, and uh, I've just seen someone who who's come up with uh, who's come up with a, a fantastic theory. Uh, I'll, let me read this out to you. Uh, I'll tell you about Milanich. Neil Redford had been after the Leeds job for years. He couldn't believe it when Hockaday got it ahead of him, and then Milanich after he got good results as caretaker. So he got in Chilino's ear and was absolutely relentless, forcing him to to sack a more qualified manager after only six games and give old Redders a go. He then hijacked the club with his lass in some sort of Bonnie and Clyde routine while Chilino was suspended, aided by good old, good old Hay and Pope. Is this account called Fact Check Phil Hay? It is. I thought it might be. Because I swear I haven't looked that up, I just... You know that that person has been on Twitter being a knob for a while. I really, I really hope it's an act, but if nothing else, I it's, am, a, it's an I, excellent conspiracy theory. I am fairly sure that it is a troll <laughs> rather than an idiot because it's so perfectly awful. Yeah, I think it must be. Uh, I've just had, had a look actually on on Twitter just because it came up. Uh, Phillips and Douglas got in the championship team at Wick. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't look at the rest of the team to be honest, but no, again, nice to see Barry Douglas getting there. Yeah. Calvin Phillips should be in any team anywhere. Mm. I don't just mean in, in any division. I mean, like Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, put him in. I mean, don't because I want him to stay, but he'd definitely do it for them. Yeah, he'd definitely do a job. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Well done there. Uh, 
Uh, I think that'll be us. So that'll do us for episode 72. Hopefully. Hopefully we're coming back on... We'll probably do the Sunday night after the Swansea game, I think. Uh, hopefully we should be able to make that work. Uh, and hopefully we're in a great mood, having got six points and having had all our rivals for promotion all lose all their games. Even the one between Fulham and Forest, they'll both lose. Can, uh, you, start, can you start backing the other teams to win? I do. <laughs> uh, I had 25 quid on West Brom. I had 25 quid on Brentford. <laughs> <laughs> I also had 25 quid on Blackburn or draw really? to try and put a pox on them and it worked <laughs> uh, and I'll keep doing it because so long as Leeds keep winning uh, we're on Twitter at Mighty White's Pod the stuff we write is on throughitalltogether.sbnation.com which is also on Twitter at T-H-I-U at all L-U-F-C there's actually stuff written by KC now it's amazing yeah Two article. Oh, three. No, I've done play ratings twice. Ooh. You are a big man. <laughs> big man. <laughs> Wait, I didn't think we'd got a reference in yet. That was uh, good. Uh, but yeah, I reckon that'll do us. I've been Jack, see you. Yeah, I've been Casey. Have a good one. God, we'd better win. Mm-hmm.